Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Here at Halftime Break, huh? Jeff Morton from DenverSix.com. Jeff Morton, what do you think, buddy? It's halftime. <laughs> I already said that. Oh. <laughs> what do I think? Um, it's a little different right here. Yeah, yeah. Nuggets are winning, right? Well, I don't know. You know, you'll have to forgive me. I'm not used to be, you know, doing this sort of thing, not in the palatial studio. You got interviewed by the Carolina sports guy. Uh-oh. I don't know. Jeff not going to be able to talk about sports. It's all right. We're not talking about sports. We're talking about NBA. NBA, not sports. Okay. It'll be fine. All right. So honestly, though, the Nuggets are winning, right? They are winning, 49-43. What do you think, man? If these trends continue, they will win the game. <laughs> Roughly by 12 points. By 12 points, yes. <laughs> I think they're playing, though. How do you think they're this is like disco sales, you know. Yeah. You know, they, they peaked at the end, year ending 1976. If these trends continue, A. <laughs> so, no real opinion? <laughs> oh, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. Well, I, I like the way that uh, Gallinari, uh, McGee specifically, and uh, um, uh, the other guy. I had him. <laughs> Freed. Freed. We can't playing. forget about Ken Freed. Yes. Yeah. They've been playing very well. I like the way it's good. They've been neutralized Lakers size. It's, it's actually looked – they look like a basketball team tonight. So let's – I mean – if they, if they keep if this keep going this direction, they play the way they've been playing. I don't see any reason why they can't win. Do you think that the officiating has been bullshit tonight? Yes. Well, whenever they play the Lakers, I, I, I anticipate their bullshit happening. But I mean, but it hasn't been the worst you've seen against the Lakers, right? No, no. In fact, actually, I would say of the rape jobs, this has only been you know like this is the date rape. But the, the other ones have been full-on, like, prison rape. That's awesome. Thank you. I believe. I agree with that. Jeff, uh, we'll catch up with you after the game, right? Okay. Good. I'll, I'll, have, I'll be more quippy and pithy. PowerSportsGuys.com <laughs> interview with Jeff Morton. All right, cool. You guys ready? All right. Let's do this. All right, welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast, episode number 40. I'm Ross Martin, and as always, from DenverStiffs.com, Nate Timmons is here. Everybody on the interwebs, I hope you're doing lovely on the eve of game five. Ross the Martin, eve how you doing? Of, well, the eve of sounds like it's the day before, kind of like Christmas Oh, eve. yeah, sorry. Oh, I should say uh, the night of. The night of, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's like pregame show here. 
that yeah, people will, people listen yeah. to this after the, it's over. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So the internet. The pre-post. It's awesome. <laughs> Pre and post game show right here. <laughs> Today we have a lot to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the Denver Nuggets going in here, game five in Los Angeles. They could uh, end their season tonight, but we all are praying that they do not do that. I'm praying to Tim Tebow. And then, uh, yeah, and then we're going to Tim Tebow. <laughs> we're going to talk about the Broncos. Recent news: firing uh, Brian Zanders. And uh, but uh, before we get into all that, we have two very very special guests that I am absolutely excited to have on here. I'm excited because I've been listening to D in Denver for years. It seems like on uh, your podcast. And uh, so, D, you're here. Welcome. Thank you guys for having us. And then uh, your uh, partner in crime, Adam Kinney, is here, and uh, who uh, you two now have made this uh, amazing transition from podcast to radio. And you uh, guys can now be found on 93.7 FM or AM 1510, Mile High Sports Radio, on Saturdays from 5 to 8. Adam, welcome. How's it going, man? Thank you. Yeah, glad to be here, guys. Yeah, so uh, I I had the pleasure of coming in when you guys interviewed Timmons a few weeks back on uh, a different radio show you guys were hosting. (laughs) And uh, it was so fun for me because that was the first time. Actually, it was the second time I'd ever been in a radio studio, a real one. But it was the it was the first time I'd ever been in a radio studio while the show was going on, and that was cool. And uh, you guys are doing a great job, and have always done a great job on your podcast. And uh, now you guys are radio guys, so congratulations on that. And uh, so I'm very happy to see that. We have to maybe sneak down to the Mile High Sports Studios and watch Denver Sports Nation live at some point. Oh, that'll happen. We'll make it happen for you. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah, awesome. You guys are going to love it there. It feels like home. You know, we, we, we're where we belong right now. So, That's awesome. So uh, to, uh, we're going to get into some uh, sports talk, of course. But we want to remind everybody that uh, if you want to interact with us, that Facebook's a good place to do that, and you can like us there. Just go ahead and go to Facebook and tap in Colorado Sports Guys. It's that simple. If you want to email us, our email is show at coloradosportsguys.com. That's show at coloradosportsguys.com. It's kind of complicated, man. It is, yes. (laughs) Show. Should have done, like, uh, coloradosportsguys at coloradosportsguys.com. Wait, did I just confuse everybody? All right, follow us on Twitter, C-O-L-O Sports Guys. And then uh, we have a phone number, so uh, make sure you call us and leave us messages, and we will play those on the show. It's 720-722-1274. What's that number again, Ross? 720-722-1274. And, and if you even try to call us while we're recording, we might even answer. Yeah, we challenge everybody to do that. Yeah, we usually record Should Tuesday I call nights. right now? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Man, I better plug it in. Last week, we actually had Rich Eisen call that same number. Yes. Fed yeah. us a little knowledge on the Broncos. Yeah. See, I, I feel bad now that we're on the show because I don't know how we're ever going to follow that oh well listen we're getting you you guys early soon you'll be as big as rich Eisen. okay no rich eisen was great but you guys uh the way you guys talk about sports love it i just you know we've been here for about half an hour and hearing you guys like you guys are just so passionate about it and uh, so good at it so i'm loving it um we're available on stitcher radio go to stitcher.com slash colo sports guys enter in promo code call colo sports guys and uh i don't know win 100 bucks if you want and then uh, <laughs> find us on <laughs> iTunes like most of you do. And, of course, our website is www.coloradosportsguys.com. So, all right, enough of that. Nate Timmons. Yes, that's me. What's, What's up? up, buddy? Um, How you doing, man? Doing well. I have ETA leaving in one week and two days for Las Vegas for a bachelor party. Wow. 
So I'm thinking about signing up on Stitcher Radio, see if I can win that $100 because I'm going to probably need it. <laughs> you better do it quick. flight home. <laughs> you better do it quick. I don't know how often they give that out. But, uh, yeah, so Vegas, that's cool, man. This will be my first trip with um, my boys, my dudes. I've been out there twice, but one was for a bloggers conference. Uh, I was actually out there. I bet with, that was uh, a rager. I was out there with Andrew Feinstein <laughs> and a lot of other people from SB Nation. Uh, I figured out that I'm probably one of the cooler bloggers around. <laughs> it was like, we did it the week after the Star Wars convention, yes. and uh, they were cool A lot of guys us. stayed there, actually, from the Star Wars convention. They just stayed in town. But, uh, yeah, waiting to go back, excited to go back, sort of afraid for my life. Maybe I should just bought a one-way ticket in case I don't make it back, but... I'm um, looking forward to it. You'll be all right, buddy. You'll yeah. be all right, man. So uh, very cool. Um, I want to point out that uh, the background noise here is uh, because we're doing uh, this recording here at Jake's Food and Spirits, which uh, is like the new podcast bar or something. Cause, uh, <laughs> it's like the home of the Denver Stiffs, you could say. It is. It is definitely that. And then uh, and you guys have your Stiffs nights out. Is that what it's called? Stiffs night Stiffs out? Stiffs night out. It's starting Wait, stiff here. Stiffs night outs. Stiff nights out? Yeah, stiff nights out. Either way you want to say it, man. But it starts in about six minutes. Six minutes? Wow, awesome. Well, we better look out for that. There's going to be a lot of Nuggets fans coming in here very soon. But also, last week you were here uh, with the South Stands uh, podcast. Yes. And they recorded here. Yeah, I think two weeks ago they did their 100th episode. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, by the way, we're on 40. Catching up. It's kind of like a milestone, right? So you're at 40 yeah. and already here at Jake's Food and Spirits. That's pretty good. <laughs> right. it took them 100. <laughs> yeah. uh, of course, this place is owned by your partner in crime over Denver Stiff's, Andrew Feinstein. Is he going to give us a little break on these uh, PBRs we're drinking or what? I don't know. I was surprised he didn't go with the Dale's Pale Ale. I know. Uh, I'm I was, a big fan. I was I'm very disappointed. Fan. I know. I know. I apologize. As we all know, last week, big controversy with the South Stands guys. Colin, he was ridiculing Dale's Pale Ale. Wow. It's ridiculous. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Colin, is Colin going to be here, or is he still out of town? I don't know. He might have not made it back from New York. Okay. No I make idea. it a general rule of thumb not to drink beer that tastes like piss. <laughs> so that would be So PBR. I stay away from the PBR and the Dale's Pale Ale, and I'll, you know, I'll spend the extra couple bucks for a nice Coors Light. <laughs> there you go. Oh, is it, is it more? Wow, I didn't know. <laughs> the guys up at Oscar Blues in Longmont doing a great job with Dale's Pale Ale. Yeah, I love Dale's Pale Ale. Old Chubb, whatever you want. I love it. All right, gentlemen. Now, with regards to let's talk. You guys want to talk about Broncos first or Nuggets? Because uh, let's go Broncos and lead us into the. Nuggets. All right, cool. So Broncos this week, not a lot of news, as everybody would imagine. It's the week after the week after the draft, and of course there was all that hullabaloo and all that uh, uh, I, I believe overhyped conversation kind of about uh, the draft results. And now I've noticed even more overhyped <laughs> reaction to this Brian Zanders situation. Where he was, uh, as they put it in on the newspapers and everything, they kind of amicably separated. Uh, Dario, what do you think? Do you buy it? What's your take? You know, um, Dario, was this guy Gary Kubiak? Was he just sitting there watching Elway do the job? You know, <laughs> I, I think there's there's two different ways you can look at this move. Is number one, he wasn't doing anything. Uh, John Elway wants to be, you know, the final say. And I don't really know how many decisions he was actually making there. Or you can look at it another way, Nate. And I was pretty hard on our show on Saturday on the Broncos and the draft results. And I know you're saying, you know, people overreacting. And you can't overreact to a draft two days after it. 
But I'll tell you what, guys, you know, just looking at the players that they brought in and looking at what they could have done, maybe this does have something to do with the results of the draft last week. Really? So are you saying like he had a big hand in what happened and they weren't happy with what happened? There was a well, lot of rumors. Go ahead. But Adam. you can, you can look at it another way as well as, you know, John Elway wants more to, than one way. to be no. <laughs> to be the, the tell all say all. And Brian Zanders may have disagreed with a couple different things that the Broncos were trying to do yeah. in the draft. You know, maybe he had because they had a meeting um, yesterday morning, Xanders and Elway did, and then after the meeting, they decided to mutually split ways. Now, I, whatever, take that for whatever you want to. Yeah. But it, it seems like there might have been more of a disagreement between the two parties. Maybe Xanders had a different... It's just strange based on the timing of it. Because when you think of a GM getting fired, so to speak, you would imagine that would happen you know, right after the season so that you know they could get a fresh person in for all the draft prep and... You know the the free agency scouting, all that kind of stuff. It's just peculiar the timing of it. And if they were really that upset about the draft, maybe it would have happened even sooner. Don't you think that uh, you know maybe it just had to do with the fact that? And I read this in the, I think it was Denver Post today, and John Elway had said that they had had an, an extended conversation, and they decided it would be better for Brian Zander's career moving forward that they should part ways. Now, doesn't that kind of mean that? I mean, do you guys think that he's like that's a lie or that's some... I'll tell you this man I, w- I wouldn't have thought that but I sat there the Monday before the draft when Elway told all of us people there that they were going to draft impact players and look what happened you know so I, they say things to send a message and they say things to try to you know make people think certain things but I, I don't think we can always believe what they say man there's also a big I mean, this guy was probably pretty involved, and we were talking off air that he was on the plane, right, to go recruit Peyton yeah. Manning. Yeah. So he did have some sort of hand in what's been going on with the Broncos. Well, right? and there was the rumors about the, the first – and a, a few people have talked about this. This isn't just one person. There's rumors that there was some disagreements that first night of the draft. And in my opinion, guys, and it's a very humble, you know, who am I? You know, they have professionals that work there. I think they failed miserably in the first round. I saw Hightower there. I saw opportunity to bring in two defensive starters. And to me, remember the first night we talked about it? I said it was almost like they weren't paying attention or they dropped the ball. And then those rumors come out that there was some arguments going on. And when that timer's on there, you guys have all had a fantasy draft, man. You <laughs> three, two, one, get that guy. You know, so yeah. I don't know. Might have had something to do with it. Yeah, and we had talked about it last week on the on the Colorado Sports Guys podcast about how a lot of people were saying that. Like, like when they decided to trade that first-round pick, that that was a moment of indecision mm-hmm. and, and kind of uh, uh, Elway showing his weakness. Now, am I, am I right in thinking that um, you're suggesting that one of the reasons why Xanders may be gone is because he had influence over that and, and is well, he the scapegoat? Or? Well, let's look at Xanders in his career with the Denver Broncos because he gets his shot and they, they pair him up with a brand-new head coach and they say Brian Sanders is a GM. Well, we all know how that turned out. He didn't get to do anything. You know, Josh McDaniels ran the show then. And then right, when they fired, say. when when they yeah. fired Josh McDaniels, you know, Brian Sanders. Okay, again, he's going to be you know a more involved GM. And then what do the Broncos do? They bring in John Elway. You know, I would almost look at it from the perspective that it's Brian Sanders wanting to get a real GM job somewhere because he frankly hasn't had that. That's what I think out. as well. And and I also think that. 
there's no now that Elway's in place. Okay, his title is the vice president of player personnel. Basically, whatever that means, that title means to the Broncos in their current state, that that means that he's making decisions on pretty much everything, including the head coach, including the GM, if that role even exists, which now I don't even think they do. I don't, I don't think Xanders was fired as much as I think they just eliminated the role of GM. And it turns out that Brian Xanders is not too bad of a GM and has a lot of opportunity, just not with the Broncos because where can he move up now? Now, if you want to be really hard on him, you know, and you want on, to take the, the other Sanders? on the Broncos in okay. general, and you want to take that other extreme argument, you can look at the draft picks from last year. That you know, it might be a little too early, but Raheem Moore, some of the other ones that might be might be bust. Then you look at the <laughs> results. Parrish Cox. Cox. You look at the <laughs> result from this year's draft, and I know it's early, but let's be real, guys. There are grades out there right now. There are people grading the drafts, and I haven't found anywhere where the Broncos where anyone said the Broncos had a good draft. It's always they were ranked 28th or lower. So, you know, if you want to look at it from that point of view, maybe there was a performance issue there. But they're not going to say that when they fire him. You know, they're going to put out that that classic smoke screen, man. And Ross, you'll probably make fun of me here, but I mean, we saw it with the Nuggets when they had basically three general managers with the team. They had Rex Chapman, Mark Workington, and Brent Barrup. And they had those three guys, and it was always, you know, a total mess. And they couldn't figure out, like, who to contact to the, for trades, who they should draft. you got to come up with three guys need to make a consensus. So the Broncos had these two guys, and now they're down to one, so there is more of that sole voice there. I do see that being kind of a move to just kind of clear things up a little bit around uh, Dove Valley as well. I almost think that the only reason why Brian Zander still had a job with the Broncos when Elway was hired originally is because Elway had no experience in the GM role. Yeah. You know, Brian Zander was John Elway's training wheels, so to speak. And now that he's been through a full offseason and a full free agency period and two full NFL drafts, he becomes expendable. So you think Brian Zanders like, was John Elway's mentor in the GM In role? a sense, to Could show him the ropes of what it takes to be a GM in the NFL as far as the scouting goes, as far as the commit- commitment to that. Because, I mean, Elway's had roles in the past in... You know, not necessarily front office, but ownership. So he's seen that side of it, but he he's never been a scout. Yeah, before. GMs also have like a lot of goofy jobs that you wouldn't even think a GM has to handle. Like I don't know, popcorn vendor. Yeah, like well, just <laughs> weird things where they're having to measure, like having to make sure stuff on the field's right, uniforms, this or that, like stuff yeah. that where you're like that has nothing to do with personnel. Shouldn't that be somebody else's job? But the GM has to deal with all sorts of like weird stuff. So Xander's could have been helping out with that. You know? I feel like. First of all, I don't think there's any possible way Brian Zanders was a mentor or a guide to Elway. Elway's been in the business of football since 1984 or whenever it was, 1985. I should have that tattooed on my arm. But, <laughs> but I mean, you know, the, the business of playing the game and the business of being, you know, I, I mean, he's involved intimately in all the decisions of the Broncos for years. Uh, it's the same way Peyton Manning, I believe, has been involved with just the past month or two. So I'm not sure I see that. And then on the other side, it's like, why keep Brian Zanders after L.A. came on? Well, I think, honestly, that they, they thought Brian Zanders was a, a talent yeah. and is a talent, and they liked him present. But it just didn't work out for Zanders to have that upward mobility. And maybe he could have taken a different role somehow, like a demotion that he didn't want yeah. to take. Let me ask you guys a question because – when I think of, hey, all three of us are making these decisions, you know, that sounds like a good plan. But if if you two were in a draft room together 
and you guys had to come together and make a decision, that might be an uncomfortable place if you have that extra guy there to run it by. I mean, because let's be real. I, I can't think that all three of those guys thought Wolf was that best pick. I, I just – there's no way. Guys? You're talking about Elway, Sanders. Sanders, and Fox. I think there might, there might have oh, okay. been too many opinions okay, in well. that room. And let's say something did happen that first round night. Well, then maybe the conversation was more like, you know, that draft, that was uncomfortable. That was a disaster. We can't we can't do this in the way that we're doing it right now. I mean, do you guys think that you could be in a draft room together and the clock is ticking and you have to make that decision on that one guy? I don't even know if that's possible, guys. You'd probably go with whoever I thought, right, Ross? <laughs> yeah, you would, uh, you'd be like, well, we should get that uh, one guy because it reminds me of this guy that the Timberwolves drafted three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's put this theory to a test. This fantasy football season, the four of us will get in a room together and we'll co-draft a team. There we go. There we go. That's yeah, perfect. Yeah. I, like I mean, it. first of all, to answer your question, no. I mean, decisions by committee, in my opinion – the bigger the group, the dumber it gets. Right. And that's why you do have levels of uh, a hierarchy, right? Yeah. And that's why I know there's one guy who has that final say. I have no doubt that that was John Elway. I really doubt that John Fox had much more to do with that than just almost as like a consultant role during the draft. Yeah. Meaning that John Fox has his role, and that's the coach, and, and he's supposed to get out there and he's supposed to play with the guys that, ha- that he has on the team. I don't know. I mean, even if Xanders did have input into that, and I, I don't doubt he did, I, again, I think that he's a sharp mind, and I think that Elway and Pat Boland and, and Joe Ellis all believe that. But I, I just I, – I don't know. I guess what I'm saying is I don't see the the way people have been treating Elway's – I don't know. What do you call it? His, his role like there with the Broncos. I don't think that – like, people think he's been constantly lying and misleading the fans. No, and, no. And, and I didn't see that. I didn't see that when he was talking about Tebow. Every, everything he said I thought was what he should say, and not from a political standpoint, but just as the truth. I think to a point, yes. To a point, yes. Yeah, you can't show all your cards. Yeah, but, right? you know, I think there comes a point – Nate, you just said exactly what I was going to say. There comes a point where you have to start being a little strategic – and, uh, and, you know, to me, I, I was blown away when I was there on Monday and he told me that. So I'm thinking it's going to be Hightower. It's going to be a first-round running back, somebody that's going to come in here next year and ball. But then when I see their decision-making, then, you know, maybe it was a money decision from 25 to 36, $2.4 million difference. Right. So maybe there, there was yeah. some money there. And maybe Xander's just saying, hey, I'm telling you to pick this guy and you want to save $2.4 million. You know, maybe he – it's exactly what Ross brought up last week was the budget issue. You know, how much are those picks costing the team, and yeah. is that having an influence over the way the Broncos that's a do lot. business? I mean, that's a lot. That's that's three guys you bring in if you're smart with it. Right. Yeah, exactly. And and the draft, I believe, can make a difference. But, again, you know, we talked about it last week, Nate. The first round, uh, the risk you take is bigger because of the dollar amount attached to each wow. individual pick. And, you know, you get your bargains later on. You know, yeah. Look at See, but Terrell I feel, Davis, Rod Smith, yeah. Carl I, Mecklenburg. Yeah, but I mean, you can't bank on getting those guys. That they are, They're the exception because you don't hear of a lot of, I mean, of, of people like Rod Smith, an undrafted wide receiver who has a career like he did, a six-round pick running back like Terrell Davis. I mean, Tom Brady was a six, the last pick in the sixth round. So, I mean, you have those couple players, but you can't rely on banking your team and building your team around that. So, so, but what about free agency? I mean, they did an A, A plus. 
A plus. And they're know. not done yet, right? You know, there's still what tons of moves that happen before now, and 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 in his, people that get cut, you know, trade. You could still trade. So they're still, and they've already gotten an A plus on free agency. So you know, I don't want to seem like the the Bronco downer right now. Um, <laughs> and, and I did like some of the things they did in the draft. Like I loved Hillman. Um, and to tell you the truth, guys, you mean Marshall Falk? I I actually like the <laughs> yeah. pick of Osweiler in the second. I'm not saying that that was the pick that I'm talking. Oh, that was a mistake. My I'm saying is you could have had Hightower in the first, and you still could have had Osweiler and Hillman. You know, and then all of a sudden your draft looks you know amazing. So I'm not specifically saying oh why did Elway? If Elway believes that Osweiler is that guy, then that was a great pick because after Peyton Manning, you know, do we want to happen what happened when Brian Greasy was here, or do we want you know no. to happen what Aaron <laughs> Rodgers and Brett Favre happened, right? So well, you know, it, it was a good pick. I like it. I just didn't like the first round pick. That's just my opinion. Well, I tell you, Osweiler is going to. Be, you talk about impact players. He's going to do a great job holding kicks for Prater. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 isn't that Colquitt's job? <laughs> yeah, you don't want well, to you don't want to risk the punter. You don't want to take Colquitt off the field <laughs> ever. <laughs> this guy is magical. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, man, that's funny. Once again, punter talk. I could go on for hours about Britton Cole. Hey, who, who drafted a punter in the third this year in the, the Jacksonville? Jacksonville. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yes. And then the, the Vikings drafted a kicker in the sixth. They cut Ryan Longwell wow. from the Vikings yesterday. So. They cut Ryan Longwell. Yeah. Wow. He's uh, it's been a name for a while. He's going to get yep. drafted in a bunch of fantasy leagues still. <laughs> yeah, he will. He'll get auto-drafted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I drafted Elam last year. Nice. <laughs> nice. But just as a novelist. Yeah. Sat on your bench all year? <laughs> yeah, read his book. How'd that make him feel playoff time? R- Riley Covington. You know who Riley Covington is? No. Jason Elam was a Bourne, novelist. Right? He's oh. the, he wrote this book about Riley Covington. Oh, really? And I don't know if you guys know, but he plays by his own rules. <laughs> Riley Covington. <laughs> Love you, Jason Elam. But that is a horrible book. 63-yarder, man. <laughs> 63, that's right. Awesome. Well, uh, that's good stuff. Um, now, before we want to go into Nuggets real quick, I, I have an, a question for uh, Dario and Adam here, or D and Denver. Excuse me. Oh, it's all good. <laughs> question for you two guys. Now, you guys have made this transition from doing the podcast. Now, did, you guys did the podcast together, right, for yes. a while? Yes. Yeah. It, was that uh, – was it just you originally on your own, or it was uh, it was me just originally? And when I uh, discovered I couldn't do it by myself, uh, my best friend Jay, uh, who was like an all-state basketball player in this state and Mister Basketball, uh, he he helped me start it, but he was just helping his best friend out. And then we had this great caller. His name was Adam. Ah. And this guy would call, and he was so good that we would literally keep him on for like 30 minutes, 45 minutes. And then it got to the point where I asked Adam to do a show with me, and we had really good on-air chemistry. Um, we just, you know, he's, he's a great fit. I'm more of the fan, and he's more of the stats guy. And, and a good little back and forth. And then all of a sudden I decided, hey, Adam, you want to be my co-host? And the thing about Adam is that I found him. He loves sports as much as I do. And it's hard to find people like that. Yeah. And uh, and so then we kicked it off, man. And we've been partners ever since, right? Yeah. That's uh, as much as you guys have heard Dean Denver the last couple of years on like all the local radio stations until you know he finally called into enough that they give him a show on the air. That was me on his podcast. So very cool. So nice. then, so then you guys uh, now it's just been a couple months since you guys have been breaking through to radio. And radio for me, I. I, I absolutely am. I've been a fan of talk radio since I was 10 years old or, or younger. 
Um, I absolutely love that medium, and I can't imagine the excitement you guys felt when you guys started getting on the air live. I mean, we, we do this podcast, and I love it. But there's got to be that feeling about when you guys are talking to people and they're hearing you at the same time. Yeah. That's got to blow your mind a little well, bit. Well, I'll tell right? you the first, the first like wow moment I had is when D sent me the intro to our show and it had my name on there, like associated with the radio station. And then I, I probably played that thing on my phone the rest of the night, like 113 times, like because yeah. I just, I just loved it so much, and I was like, wow. Yes. You know, you get geeky, man. You really do because, you know, I consider myself a sports dork and I'll never grow out of it. It's something that I, I've wanted to do. And, and I was that 18-year-old kid that thought he was going to play in the NBA. And then all of a sudden, you know, that dream all of a sudden got snatched from me. And All the and, way to 18. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, I man, took well, it to 20. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. You know, to, t- to tell you the truth, you know, daydream-wise, day probably a little older. But, um, but you know, it's like, you know what, if I can't, if I can't play them, I want to do something there. And, and then uh, I've been listening to sports talk like you uh, – consistently since i was about 14 years old and you know i remember it's a trip listening to sandy right now because i remember you know sandy back Clough, in the day by the way, in the room over here sandy Clough here, you know hot summer nights in that voice on late at night growing up and dave logan the zoo and and even uh, theory and cj and uh you know big fan of jim rome back in the day and and just you know kept going i never thought i could actually do this for a living and i was really good friends with cecil lammy you guys know cecil and yeah. and i used to religiously call into his show and i used to script my calls and everything and one day i went out with cecil i was like cecil what would i have to do to get in this industry and he told me hey start an internet show and just do your thing and do it because you love it and uh, i worked in retail guys like 10 12 year career in retail and I always said, I want to get, get paid for what I, what I love. And, and I know I'm not going to be rich doing that, but to me, a guy that can get paid to do and, and cover what he loves, to me, that's a rich man as long as he can make his ends meet. And, and now just being in the studio and like you said, when we were actually on the radio, it didn't hit us until I heard the show back. Because, you know, you're in the studio, it's just like this. Right. But when you hear it back and you're like, oh, my God, I was actually on the radio – Man, that was unreal. And then it's man, like, so. wow, we don't sound as bad as what you think we do. <laughs> well, I mean, absolutely, you guys sound great. And doing this type of stuff, talking into microphones, is one of those things that you always think is so easy. Yeah. And then when you start doing it, even if it's just an internet podcast, it, it's, it, it's hard. And the way you two guys came out of the gates doing the radio show, absolutely seamless. It seemed like you guys have been doing it for 10 years. You know, it's kind of... The cool thing, too, is I mean, you guys grew up in Colorado, right? Yeah, whole life. And you guys are covering Colorado sports, and it's kind of a different thing. I mean, Ross, we're doing the same thing. You know, me writing for Denver Stiffs, you doing this podcast. Like, we all grew up here. We know these franchises. We know these teams, whereas a lot of our local guys that are here are from, you know, Boston, New York, man. Pittsburgh, wherever. So they don't have the same kind of connection, so we're able to kind of give – a little bit of a different take, and it's a new sort of form of journalism. It's yeah. this fan journalism yeah. that's kind of, you know, mixing the lines and blending, using, like, we still use we when we talk about the teams. I know you guys probably aren't supposed to do that anymore, That's one of the but. things I wanted to ask you guys is when we, take. When, when we came out and visited you guys, you guys were talking about that, how, you know, they, you know, now that you're in the radio area, People are saying to you, you know, you got to stop using the terms "we" yeah. and, and that stuff as uh, as basically as credibility or professionalism. Yeah. 
What else? Is there anything else that's kind of hard thing that you need to change habits about? Well, it's funny because that story, the we story, we told it to you guys over there. And when we went to Mile High Sports, it, it was it was trippy because they said you can say whatever you want to say. I had a feeling. So that that, that was you know like that, that. that was nice. But then it also came with a P.S. If you do want to go far. You might want to consider not saying it. So I'll tell you what, it's a challenge. Yeah. You're watching the game in the fourth quarter and throwing my beer at the wall <laughs> and then turning on the mic and trying to not say we. I mean, oh my, that, that's the toughest part. Yeah, I'm really worried about when they finally are crazy enough to let me into one of these stadiums. <laughs> at, like <laughs> sitting in a press box. Because I could tell you, like game three, you know, I was in the building, the Pepsi Center, and I would have been ejected from the press box like in a second. So it's definitely a challenge to separate the fan from the the radio guy and still keep them the same Which is at the same time. Because I don't want to lose that. Yeah. You know, and I know D doesn't want to lose that either. I, I mean, think- I know we're... But that's what gives like your listeners, our listeners, our readers. That's what gives them like more of a more of a connection to us, as they can. Yeah. They have that, you know. They have that connection with us, which I think you can't really replace and you can't fake either. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. I definitely think that it's weird because we talk about you know this. You said, Daria, you just said they said, well, you know, you don't have to worry about it at mm-hmm. Mile High Sports, but if you want to quote unquote go far, maybe you should consider not doing that. And and maybe they mean well if you want to go and get a radio job in Kansas City or Fargo, yeah. North Dakota, they're going to listen to you and say, oh, this guy's not, mm-hmm. he's not unbiased. He's, he's a fan, and we want, we want so-called journalists or, or broadcast mm-hmm. journalists to well, do it. Well, I can it. tell you, if you throw me in Kansas City, I'll be as objective as possible <laughs> because I won't care about the Kansas City Royals or the Chiefs. Yeah, it makes you wonder about, like, uh, Mike Kliss, right? Like, maybe he just hates Denver. <laughs> That's kind of a question, too. Are you guys, do you guys stick to the local stuff here, or do you guys touch on national stuff on your show? We do. We, we touch on the national stuff. I mean, I'm a complete sports junkie. So I'll watch anything that's on ESPN. So like I, I have a very expansive um, knowledge as a whole, and we, we touch on that too. But we try and keep it local. But we're not we're not you know worried to talk about the Celtics and Atlanta game that's going on right now or whatever. Like you know we're we're able to talk to stuff like that. Right. right. Yeah, we love talking national sports as well. Um, but not to rewind the conversation a little bit, Nate. But it's funny because you know you say that you you like how we do with the, the fan take on it that's why we're such big fans of denverstiffs.com because to me and i said this on the air two or three times the coverage that you guys have of the denver nuggets to me i'll actually read that and I, and i i can actually get something out of it where sometimes with the mainstream they're a little bit more careful and they don't want to say certain and east things. coast so, bias you know we we were huge fans of denverstiffs.com and we reached out to you guys so to hear you guys say that about us it just kind of trips me out man Nice. Thank you. Always appreciate that. But, yeah, it's like mutual fandom, Ross. It's like a love fair. This is fantastic. I just want to. Can we hold hands? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good stuff. Well, let's do this. Let's play a little music, musical interlude, our normal really horrible break. And then when we come back, we'll talk nuggets. And then uh, and we'll uh, the game's about to start, right? Yeah, we got tip off probably starting in about uh, twenty minutes. All right, cool. So let's uh, do a little let's do the music preview. This this will take us about thirty seconds. We'll come back and talk nuggets right after this little break. Back and just 
flatters me, man. Oh, I, can't, I, can't, I haven't been flattered like that in a long time. The love fest is still going on. <laughs> the love fest. We're back in, guys. Oh, we are? Yeah, we're rolling. Oh, oh really? <laughs> Crap. We never turn off the mics. Oh, nice. <laughs> I bet you get some good good things that way. Yeah, you didn't get much picked up there. It's a condenser. Oh, left and right. No, no. Dynamic. Dynamic, yeah, not condenser. Yeah. It's a podcast. It's <laughs> the funnest part about this. It doesn't matter. D, your head's covering the TNT scoreboard, and it's <laughs> annoying me. All right, well, let's. Uh, what's going on over there? Talking about a little trivia. We're trying to snatch a couple people to come to. Oh, little, that's uh, right. Yeah, we're gonna trip. do some trivia. Give out some gift cards. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the Nuggets first. What are the Nuggets going to do next season? Oh. <laughs> Ross. Killing me. So wrong. Let me tell you, listen, I get the blame for that. But last week, Timmons, all you said was, well, the Nuggets will win the fourth and then lose the fifth, right? Did yeah. you say that? Yeah. You predicted this. Sure. Right? Am I wrong? Was I saying that they win the you fourth said, and then lose the fifth and then win the sixth? Was wait, wait, I, excuse me. No, no, you're right. So they won. The, no, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. You said they would win the third, lose the fourth. Oh, wow. And then, wait, what was it? Where are we at? Game five? Yeah. Can they lose? They can lose, right? So you they said lose tonight. It's over. They said, yeah. That you said this is the same thing that happened a couple years ago. So that would be lose the first two, win the third, lose the fourth, and then lose the fifth. That's what you said. Okay. Am I wrong? That sounds right. Yeah. Sounds like an expert. It sounds like uh, the Nuggets, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Lakers. Oh, we definitely want them. They're going to be the yeah, ones. Yeah, that's we can the. Beat. Those are the guys that we <laughs> want to play. What do you guys think about the fact that the Lakers have played, and if I don't think it's exact, but half of the finals? Um, wait, wait, wait. Half of all yeah, NBA it, finals it, since, it, like, 1948? It's, it's a stat out there yeah. where I think they've been in there, like, 26 times of the – yeah. It, it's literally I half. I have not even heard that. Well, what's, the, what's the other stat that there's only been, like, 10 different teams to win an NBA championship over the last 40 years? Besides or, the Lakers and Celtics? Yeah. Right? Something like that. Well, I mean, they had – you look at it, they had George Mikanen, who was – I think he was about 7 feet tall when he played back in the 50s or 60s. Unheard of. Uh, they had Will Chamberlain, Jerry West, you know, they rolled with Shaq, Kobe. I mean, these guys have always had these premier players. The Showtime Lakers, forgot them. Oh, yeah, Magic. You know, I mean, they've had all these dominant players and teams. Kareem, you know, yeah. I mean, it's you can't you can't go, you can't mention the NBA John without Sally. mentioning the Lakers. John Sally. So it's all bull crap then, right? Is that what we're saying? Like, the NBA is rigged? I wouldn't go that far. I mean, <laughs> you know, I always go back to that scene in the the end of the Hoosiers movie where he takes the, the young Hoosiers team out into the court. and Timmons you know, hates Hoosiers, by the they way. They measure the rim, and they, you know, he's like, hey, man, it's the same as the court in Indiana, you know, back home or whatever. So right. I, I don't, I mean, do I think that the that the Lakers have an advantage over the Nuggets slightly with the, yeah. I, like you said earlier, Nate, going into the last, 60 seconds of the game, I want to see the Nuggets with a four or a six-point lead because I do think that somehow 
it will fall away. Well, it starts earlier than that, too. It's not just the last 60 seconds of the game when you're playing the Lakers. It's eight minutes left in the fourth, and they're down by a certain amount. And so, Even calls, in the first quarters, you see those yeah. runs where the Nuggets start to get on a roll, yeah. and then there's an odd whistle. Right? Well, And let's not even talk about— That's a good way to put it, an odd whistle. Let's, I like that. Let's not even talk about, like, a gallo flop or the basket interference thing. You know, the Nuggets are a team. They led the NBA in free throw attempts per game. They only shot 12 at home against the Lakers, and the Lakers shoot 21. Do you guys think that that might actually leading the league in free throws? They've done that, I think. They've probably been among the leaders since Carl's been here. Do you think that that might hurt them once the playoffs start because they tighten up the whistles, they don't get those calls, so a team that's used to going to the foul line and getting 35 to 40 free throws a game, once they're not getting that, they're kind of like, well, now what the heck are we supposed to do? I just kind of started thinking about that. Like, yeah. wow, that, that really changes what Denver's able to do, right? Yeah, well, and it, you could also make the argument that Denver forgot what got them there, too, because they're not attacking and they're settling for jumpers. And, you know, they're not taking the ball to the rim because they have two seven-footers down there and they're playing a foot underneath the Lakers are. But Yeah. yeah. I get so disenfranchised with the NBA game in general because in almost all other sports, the, when you get to the playoffs – the intensity increases. The entertainment from watching it as a fan goes up. But the NBA it is almost the opposite. Everything slows down. Mm-hmm. Everything's uh, like a managed game. Everything's half court. Everything's everything's strategic, and and that's where I believe it really is a bias. Not necessarily towards teams, but towards players, where different players are called. Like the refs are literally changing the way they call the game based on who the player is and. And uh, it, it kind of it, it sucks as a, as a Nuggets fan, and also at the same time for myself. Just I'm not I don't like the game, the NBA game. I, I I get what you're saying about the players, but I still do think that there's something to be said about the team, about wearing the purple and yellow compared to wearing any other color. Because you know I'm watching the Clippers Grizzlies game the other day, and the, the, somebody on the Clippers, I think it was DeAndre Jordan, like he complained to the referee just a little bit, and they teed him up immediately. Whereas people like Matt Barnes can, you know, go on and on and on and even physically touch a referee and not get a technical foul. Yeah. Yeah, there's something to it, too, when you – to me, there's really two teams in the United States that have that aura, the Yankees and the Lakers. And there's really no one else that has the amount of championships and can really hang with that. And I think that there's something to that because it's not just the Nuggets games, guys. When I'm watching the Lakers play other teams, they get these same calls and – like you, I think it's sad because as a fan of the NBA, you know, I think of the the San Antonio Spurs against the Phoenix Suns where, you know, the Suns should have won the championship that year and then the, the brawl and then, you know, just all the, the shady things, the Patrick Ewing situation, you know, the Orlando Magic landing two back to, you know. So as a fan, it's sad because, you know, the Rockies have been to the World Series. And we can't get a basketball team to the NBA Finals in Denver? I mean, we got some of the best fans. We've got the money. We've spent the money. And we can't get a team there? It does make you wonder. You know, it, it might not be rigged, but I love the way Nate just put it. It's just that, that funny whistle every once in a while that at the perfect time. And it can, it can stop a run, man. It can really determine the way these games are won and lost. I'll tell you, if they just started calling the game the way it's meant to be called. If they enforce the rules do? of basketball. What do we do? What's the, how do we solve the problem is my question. Fire I've David Stern. Said, put an extra ref on the courts in the playoffs. 
So you go with four instead of three. That's just an idea. I don't know if that's a good so thing. So then you can have a fourth ref that's in the Lakers' pocket? <laughs> and you play a nine on five? I, I, I can't think of a way to solve it unless you come up with a robot that can actually determine whether there's a foul or not. Well, it's like this. Well, sure, they call it as they see it. But it's like this. They, there's a big controversy now or there's a big argument about how do we deal with the flopping? How do we deal with the flopping? And it's like, well, should we call a technical foul? Should you get a technical foul and then your team loses, you know, bonus shots or whatever it is? And it's like, no, you don't have to do anything. Just if somebody flops, that's not a foul. Don't call a non-foul. Do you don't have to get the video people involved in that? No, because well, But when it happens, I mean, the whole world you don't notice basketball. it, though. The whole world plays basketball with yeah. these same rules. Yeah. And the NBA is the only one that can't seem to get that right. And maybe you just need a new, fresh crop of officials in there that have you know, been actually officiating real competition as opposed to guys who have been officiating a spectacle and basically sitting there out there saying, basically like trying to drive up ratings or whatever they're doing. And there's been no question. It's been absolutely proven that the NBA officials are corrupt. How many guys have to get sent to prison before they say, oh, it's a real thing? Like, oh, so we're all going to believe it's an isolated incident? No, that was just Bonnegan? one guy. Yeah, right. I mean, get out of here. Like, I mean, it's like... I mean, it, it is. It, they got, like, referees feel like in the NBA that they are bigger than the game. They're more important than it. And it's like, you know, look at the way the NFL does it. And uh, and the way, like, you barely even know, unless you're hockey like, yeah. who these guys are. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you know a, a referee's name or an umpire's name or a line judge in the, in the, you know, in the NFL, that's not a good thing. Well, but the NBA is the only sport that lends itself because of the way the game, the ebb and flow of the game, where the referee can have that big of an impact. You know, NFL, you can make a call that if, if you're up by three touchdowns, there's not a call you can make in the NFL to try and get the other team back in it. Yeah. Whereas I, if you're up by six points, you know, it's yeah, there's guys, potential for it. We but. think back to the playoffs this year, there were, there were a lot of bad calls in the NFL playoffs too. You know, I think about the, the end of the New England game. I also think about the uh, fumble that wasn't called the fumble in the NFC Championship game. Right. Um, and there was one more that, that's not coming to me right now. But that Ravens play where that ball was stripped out of Lee Evans' hands right at the end. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they, they struggle with it too. But there's a distinct difference between a bad call or a missed call, then, I mean, do you think that, you know, in any of those bad calls it was a vendetta against another team because the Patriots were playing, or do you think it was just a bad call? That's a good point, Adam. Right, bad calls always happen. It's a human element. Especially in basketball. But, like, when you look at it over a 60-year period, and I didn't even know the Lakers have been in half the finals. All right, guys. We're getting up against it. There's a minute left in the Celtics-Hawks games. looks like it's probably not going to go to overtime. We need to do a little bit of trivia here. So this thing's rigged. We're all agreeing that there's something <laughs> crazy going on. So what uh, what chances? Adam, let's start with you. Chances the Nuggets win tonight. Who, who do you think wins? Game five, Lakers-Nuggets. What's your pick? Uh, Lakers. Lakers. Boo. Lakers by ten. D, what do you got over there? What are you thinking? When you cut me, I bleed orange and blue, and then on the other arm, it's powder blue and yellow. Nice. I'm going to say the Nuggets, man. I think they're going to go in there because they have nothing to lose tonight. And hopefully the young team can just play loose and go in there and catch the old team on a rusty night. Well, I tell you, I'm, I'm going to pick the Lakers just so that if the Nuggets win, it'll make that victory so much sweeter for me, and I don't want to <laughs> jump out like into it. traffic. I like it. 
Ross, what do you think, man? Nuggets, baby. There you go. Of course I think the Nuggets yeah. are going to win. We're going to get crazy. Three out of four of us think Nuggets. I'm yeah. Nuggets, too. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Game six. Be back here uh, a couple days. Awesome. All right. So we'll take a break. Maybe come back to trivia if we can figure that out. Yeah. D in Denver. Adam Kinney. Guys, thank you so much. Mile High Sports Radio, FM 93.7, AM 1510, Saturdays from 5 to 8. These guys are fantastic. Please listen. Denver and, Sports uh, Nation. Yes. Thanks, and uh, so, yeah, we'll be back here with a little trivia if we can figure that out. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> right back. What we're going to do is we'll have you guys are going to compete against each other, competing for a... Uh, are we recording this, by the way? Yeah, we're recording right now. We're good. We're competing for a $20 gift card right here to Jake's, so maybe you okay. guys can use that this evening. Jake's fine. Food and spirits. We'll start nice. off. Your name again? Uh, I'm James. James. I'm and Kyle. James and Kyle. James, pull that mic a little closer to you. Sweet. There we go. There we go. Mic check. Can you guys hear us? Yeah. Do you guys rap or anything? That'd be cool. I don't. I wish I did rap, but I don't. No. So what we're going to do is we'll have you guys, uh, we'll take a stab at a question first. Whoever gets closer is going to go first. You got nothing in your headphones? I got nothing. It's low if it. How about, is it going up at all if it's getting turned up? I really? can hear you. you we're can't good. Hear anything? I mean, we're good. It's okay. That's, I, can hear I can hear him better. Oh, get on, get up on your mic, Timmons. I'm yelling into the thing. How about that? Is that <laughs> it's good. Is that it's better? better? It's a little better? bit. It's better. We're good to go. <laughs> okay. So what we'll do first, we'll come up with uh, oh, close ending here, Ross. On what? All right, should we watch it? Celtics going for the win. He's got to shoot it. Oh, no. Oh, game time. Oh, oh. Sorry. Celtics don't get a shot off. We're going to game Hawks six win. in that series. Hawks win. Hopefully that's a, a sign of things to come. For Hopefully. teams pushing them to the brink. They're doing it for Chipper Jones, I can tell. <laughs> they love that Chipper Jones. <laughs> All right, guys, so first thing I'll ask you is um, James. This is, this is kind of like the coin flip, right? Yeah, so this is going to be like the coin flip. So okay. you guys know what podcast okay. you're on right now? So we're doing. You guys yes, know what this I've podcast heard your podcast before. I, uh, <laughs> I'm an avid uh, reader at Denver Stiffs. So. Okay. so this is the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. James will give you the first stab at it. What episode do you think that we're on right now? I'm going to go with five. Five, okay. Kyle, same question. This year or ever? Ever. ever. Six. Six. Kyle, Kyle, you are the closest, but you're way under. This is episode 40 for us. 40? Wow. Big, big. Wow. How long have you been, uh, how long have they been being uh, posted? Because I just just heard about them at the beginning of this Nugget season, so. Just about then? What? what? Just about then. About oh, 40. Uh, July, July, right? July, July. of 2011. Good for y'all. 40 oh, wow. of them. That's Good awesome. for you guys. We're right. consistent. <laughs> we were way off. James, we're consistent. <laughs> so, Kyle, you won the honors of getting to go first here. Nice. First one to three. First one to get three right is going to win this thing. So Let me ask you, Timmons, real quick. Do yeah. they get the same questions or do they get different questions? Well, that's, that's the thing. So, if, Kyle, if you miss one, James, you're going to have an opportunity to the steal answer. it. Oh, okay. oh there okay. we go. So it's right. not the first okay. person to go to answer. Back. No, you're going to get it first. Okay. You miss it. He gets a chance to either take it or ask for another question. Okay. We'll go like that. 
All right, Kyle, first question here. Name the head coach who led the Nuggets to the playoffs in 2004. George Carl. That would not be right. James, would you Bazdilic. like to Jeff Bazdilic. He stole it. James with the steal. He's on the board with one here. And now he gets to go again, right? You want to do that? Yeah. Make it, yeah, take, it. Make it take, make it, take it. Make it, take it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Let's do that then. All right. <laughs> All right, James. You should have known wait, that wait, first one. First to three, right? I hate you. Yes, yeah, first okay. to three. Cool. So James. he gets this wrong and Kyle can steal it and then get two yeah. in a row. Yeah. Yes. See, it's all worked out ahead of time, apparently. James, apparently. Can you name <laughs> I see the how teams? This Rick is going here. Can you name the teams that George Carl led teams have defeated in the playoffs since he's been with the Nuggets? Can you repeat that question? Yes, I can. No, no, no. I'm asking okay. him because I didn't hear <laughs> no, it. Yeah, repeat can it. <laughs> can you name the teams that George Carl led Nuggets teams have defeated in the playoffs? The uh, New Orleans Hornets and the Dallas Mavericks. You'd be correct, sir. Well done. Unfortunately, that is it. (laughs) So far. So far. We got a game tonight. I see. Who is George Carl beat in the playoffs as a Nuggets coach? We got a game tonight. Yeah. We do. So we can't keep going. James, here we got to give Kyle a shot to come back, right? Yeah, of course. Yes. Let's give him one. Let's do it. (laughs) Pity. All right, Kyle. Let's give him the next one. I'd have got that one anyway. I knew that. (laughs) <laughs> Good. I would have gotten that wrong. Kyle, <laughs> can you name the teams the Nuggets have lost to under George Carl in the postseason? This does not include the 2010 loss to the Utah Jazz because that was under Adrian Dantley. But can you name the teams the Nuggets have lost to in the playoffs under George Carl? It's got to be the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Los Angeles Clippers, the Los Angeles Lakers, San Antonio Spurs, and I think that's it. You're close, my friend. But you were not correct. It's Minnesota with a uh, different coach. James, you're going to get a chance. <laughs> you get a chance here. Uh, I laid it out for you. Spurs. You did. You did. He kind of gave him like a home, buddy. Them. Spurs, Clippers, Lakers. Oh, come on. I said it. I know you said it. I'm thinking back. OKC. Nice. It's all three, sir. You are the big winner. That a boy, yeah. James. $20 gift card, James. Fine food. $20 spirits, gift card. 3,800 walnut. Go Nuggets. Hopefully Aaron Aflalo can uh, step his game up because averaging nine points from your starting Two guard, not going to win a series against Kobe Bryant. So yeah, let's get let's get a couple predictions here, James. What do you think of the game tonight? Who's going to win this thing? Um, I'm going to say last year's Game Five against OKC kind of reminds me of this. The Nuggets dominated that game until about I don't know three minutes left, and OKC stepped it up. But I'm going to say Nuggets win 104-98. Nice. Oh, I like wow. it. Nuggets did lose last year, of course, yes. 197 yes, to Oklahoma City in Game 5. Kyle, how about yourself? What do you I got like on the game? I like the optimism, and, and he's got uh, more optimism than I do. I think um, I don't feel good about this just because it's in L.A., and uh, I think the over-under is going to be around 7, and the Lakers are going to hit it because – the spread of seven. The points? spread, yeah, the seven. Just because of the free throws at the end, it's usually it's going to probably be close with about two three minutes left. 
So Kyle, you Kyle, think the Lakers think, win by seven or more? I think the I'm Lakers win by seven. I'm going to ask you to leave Jake's food and spirits. <laughs> 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 I want the Nuggets to win. Let's just say that. Yeah. Guys, I would love for, it. Thanks for coming on. We'll have this upload to com. You can Thank check you it out. Thanks James, for having us. Enjoy the gift card there, my friend. I will. Thank you. <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. James, big winner. James. James said, yeah, you guys up? No, she's got, she's got him. Lindsay's got him over here, the Colorado sports wife. Oh. He's, you did? Yeah, that T-shirt. He's got that, a CU uh, hat on, so I'm like, get him on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. two more. If you guys want to throw the headphones yeah, on, you'll be able to hear on. us. So, so loud in here, guys. It is loud. <laughs> How's it going? I'm Ross. What's your name, sir? Ross. Your name is Ross, too? You're kidding. Oh, wow. Get up on here. Get closer. What's your name? Laura. Laura. Laura and Ross? This is crazy. Laura and Two Ross. Rosses. I'm uh, Nate Timmons. This is, of course, Ross Martin. This is the Colorado Sports Guys podcast you guys are appearing on. We're playing tonight, doing a little Don't Nuggets trivia. I think Laura's cheating. Yeah, Laura could be cheating. <laughs> Turn those questions over. So we'll be playing tonight for a $20 gift card here to Jake's Food and Spirits on Denver Stiff's Night Out. You guys ready to play a little little Nuggets trivia? All right. And by the way, I believe they have two-for-one PBRs here, so that's like $40 worth of PBR for $20. Yeah. Okay. Score. Yeah. <laughs> so what we're going to do here, you guys, I'm going to give you guys trivia questions. The first one to get three right is going to be the winner. Uh, if, if uh, let's say, Ross goes first and gets one wrong, then, Laura, you have a chance to steal it. If you don't want to answer that question, you can go ahead and pass. Uh, or not pass, but you can go ahead and uh, get a new question. Coors Light? Anybody over uh, here? I don't know. Did you guys order Coors Light? I did. Oh. Oh. Could be over there. All right, so what we're going to do here, first one to get three right is going to be the winner. Uh, Ross, if you don't, if you get it wrong, Laura's going to have a chance to steal it. If you don't want to steal it, you can go ahead and ask for a new question. And we um, may or may not change the rules as we go on. Yeah, we have the uh, right All to right. do that we as well. We did that last round. We did that last round. And then to start things off here, it's kind of a coin toss. We're going to ask you guys... Um, what episode of Colorado Sports Guys do you believe that we're on? Laura, you want to take a, a stab at the first guess here? What episode what? What episode of our podcast are we currently recording? Um, Which number? 100. Number 100? <laughs> Ross, what do you think over there? Uh, 101. 101. Laura, you'd actually be uh, the closest. You're a little over, but that works. We're on episode CSG number 40 tonight. You know, the last two people that came up said five and six, right? Yeah. They were actually I like closer. these two a lot better. They were, they, they were closer, though, but I understand the, the Giz Watch Price is Right. I could tell. You guys love it. Yeah, with the 101. Strategic. That is rough. All right. Let's get this started, shall we? All right. All right, Laura. First question. Who is leading the Nuggets in scoring against the Lakers in this current playoff series? Um, hmm. Ty Lawson? That would be Ty Lawson leading the team with 17 points per game. Yay! Nice job, Laura. You are on the board. <laughs> kick it over to Ross for one? Ross, yeah. Ross. All right, Ross. Two Rosses. Monumental. <laughs> Here we go. People call you Roscoe ever? What? Do people ever call you Roscoe? Sure. Wow, I call him Roscoe. People call me Roscoe. Oh, okay. Yeah. It works. All right, let's go a little crazy on this one. 
Can you name at least five players off the 1994 Nuggets playoff team that upset the Seattle Supersonics? Um, Dikembe Mutombo, Lafonso Ellis, Robert Pack, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, Brian Stith. That's four? Yeah, that's four. One more. <laughs> I thought I had five. No? You said Dikembe? Dikembe. Did you say... Alfonso Ellis. Alfonso. You said Mahmoud and... Robert Pack. Robert Pack. Stiff. Bam. He's got it. That's at least five. I'm glad I didn't get that question. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're tied up. We're one to one. Wait, wait. Did he say Rod Stiff? No, Brian, Brian Stiff. Brian Stiff. Okay, good. <laughs> Not, Ross. Correct, Not Ross. Not Stiff. Not Ross. Oh, good. Yeah. Let's go for that. All right. We're tied one to one. Laura, second By the question. Way, nice. That was quick. <laughs> It's good. Like Fresh that. memory. Fresh in the memory. All right. After the Nuggets took out George Carl's Supersonics team in 1994, which team did the Nuggets take to Game Seven in the second round of the playoffs? The Lakers. It was not the Lakers. I'm sorry. That Ross. was a good guess because they do play in Utah more. Jazz. Ah! <laughs> oh. Ross, you're all over those '94 playoffs. I feel like you're doing it. All right, it's two a great to one. moment for us Rosses yes, back then. Yeah, so far. <laughs> yeah. It was a happy time. If we were playing scra- Scrabble, I'd be in big trouble. <laughs> All right, Laura. Because of the Z's? What? Because of the Z's? We're 10 points. Or yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, Laura, there's a chance to tie this. We'll knock you down two to one. In 2006, which player did George Carl suspend indefinitely during the playoffs? Of course, the Nuggets were playing the Los Angeles Clippers in 2006. Hmm. Which Nuggets player was suspended indefinitely from the playoffs? Um, I have no idea. J.R. Smith. It's probably a good guess. It would have been a fantastic guess. <laughs> it might have been in high school at the time, but that's yeah. a good guess. <laughs> it's a good guess, but that is the incorrect answer. Laura, I'm sorry. Ross, you have a chance to steal this and win the game. Can you name the player in 2006 that George Carl suspended indefinitely during the playoffs against the Los Angeles Clippers? Chris Anderson. Could have been a good guess as well. <laughs> that is actually also incorrect. Can I try and guess? Yeah. Was it uh, Kenyon Martin? Indeed, it was current Los Angeles Clippers player oh Kenyon Martin. Look at me. Ah. Wow. A, hey, that's the first time. <laughs> good job, Ross. Thank you. Thank you, Ross. Had a blow-up in the locker room and... Uh, Suspended from the team. All Nuggets right. just tipped off against the Lakers. Let's try to get this right, last question in. Laura, who is leading the Nuggets in rebound rebounds against the Lakers in these current playoffs? Uh, Farid. Kenneth Farid is the correct answer. Leading the team with 10 rebounds per game. We're tied 2-2. Two to two. All right. Good job. All right, Ross. Who is leading the Nuggets in assists against the Lakers in these current playoffs? Oh, hmm. A 50-50 chance here. (laughs) If you don't get it, I get it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, um, I'm going to say Andre Miller. Andre Miller would be the correct answer. He's got six assists. (laughs) Ross, you have won game two of the Trivia Challenge and $20 to Jake's Food and Spirits. Congratulations, sir. Nice job, Ross. Thank you. Before you guys go, this game just tipped off. We've got about 11 minutes left. Who's going to win tonight? Laura, take your first guess. Nuggets. 
Nuggets, Nuggets I like have it. to win. I like the optimism. <laughs> Nuggets in an epic upset. Nice. We got two guesses. The, the first round of trivia, we had one. Kyle, where you were sitting, guess the Lakers to win and cover Ew. the spread at seven. Well, that's why he lost. <laughs> yeah, that's why he lost. I'm glad yeah. he lost. Yes. So thank All you guys right. for joining thank us. Thank you guys so much. Really Yo. appreciate it. That was awesome. All right, Timmons. Good episode. First time here. First live gig. Let's get out of here, huh? Who we dedicate this to before we get out? Let's dedicate this to uh, Kenneth Fareed, Ty Lawson, Timothy Mozgov, Neil Gallinari, Andre Miller, Javel McGee, all the, That's uh, it? the Nuggets, That's baby. It? All of them? Let's do it. That's it? Yes. Hey, what about George Carl? George Carl, yeah. And Melvin Hunt, too. <laughs> Chad Iskey, why not? <laughs> all right, buddy. Let's get out, man. All right, man. We'll see you guys next week.